Welcome to Multiverse of Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse, now in podcast form. I'm Luke, and it's another movie episode, so I've got back my movie discussion co-host, Shannon, from Strucci Movies. How are you doing? Hello! Uh, I'm doing well. Um, just saw Age of Apocalypse, like literally just saw it. Yes, as did I, because it's like 10 o'clock on a Thursday night, so chances are you're hearing this Friday or sometime after the Friday that it came out. When more people have had a chance to see it. Uh, yeah, we just got out of seeing X-Men Apocalypse, the third movie in like this X-Men trilogy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am sort of an X-Men mark, so I think it's a bit harder for me to be, I guess, non- Bias. It's like, oh my god, it's that character. Oh my god, <laughs> Jubilee. But overall, I really enjoy the movie, especially when it's gotten like really, really bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it has? Uh, yeah, currently Ooh. it sits at 47%. Oh, good lord, what is Batman vs. Superman at? Like, around the same. This is a much better... <laughs> Batman vs. Superman is a 27%. Mm. What do people not like about it? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes says it's overloaded action and a cliched villain take the focus away from an otherwise strong performers and resonant themes, making X-Men Apocalypse a middling chapter of the venerable superhero franchise. Uh. By comparison, X-Men Origins Wolverine is a 38%, <laughs> and X-Men The Last Stand is 58%. Oh. Yeah, I... Uh. I, I I'm going to call bullshit on that. I mean, <laughs> it was not anywhere near as bad as X-Men 3 or Wolverine. Like, Wolverine is... That was just a really bad movie. And this was... It had very pointless scenes. Mm-hmm. But it's like... They... It was a movie that was not afraid to be a superhero movie, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely could have been cut down. Like, it, like towards the middle, I got bored. I started, you know, my wind, mind started wandering. And then Quicksilver came in, and it was wonderful. Like, very cinematic, very fun. Weird. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, he was my favorite part of the last one, too. That's great. And then he had a bigger part in this, too. It was awesome. Yeah, and I mean, like, the cast was all really strong here, especially compared to, like, or especially when you have, like, some people who they replaced from the original series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexander Ship, who's the uh, new Storm, is so much better than Halle Berry. <laughs> so I've only seen, I think I've seen one of the original, it's been a long time too. I've seen all the newer ones, and this, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've followed this, and I don't remember which one I saw. Maybe it was the second, I don't know. And I, I was trying to explain to my aunt too, I went and saw it with my aunt. I was like, there were some other movies, and I was like, do you know what retcon means? And I was like, <laughs> it's like oh, well, they, those are, they don't count, it's so they, yeah. Don't even worry about those. But yeah, there's a lot of little things in this, I'm sure, not having read the comic. Because I watched the cartoon. Um, yeah. Growing up. Like when, whenever Stryker, is that his name? Someone next to me was like, Stryker, when he came on. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I have no idea who that is. And then at the end when it's like Essex Corp, I was like, I don't know what that means. I was like, that, I'm talking to my aunt, I was like, that must yeah. be important. Uh, Stryker was the guy who bonded the adamantium to Wolverine's claws. Hmm. And he also showed up in the last movie very briefly uh, in that really 
weird scene where Mystique saved all of the, uh, like, X-Men mutants from Vietnam. I think I remember that. But he's had a very, very limited part. Mm-hmm. His part in this was fairly limited also. Yeah, though I think that's fine. It's more for, like, people who know who he is. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, though, uh, I guess I'll probably have to bleep out where you said what the uh, name was at the end. Because, uh, like, that's... For people who know the X-Men, the name mm-hmm. means a lot. But, uh... Oh, should we not talk... We usually talk about spoilers and stuff, yeah, though. Yeah, well, I... Yeah, I guess we can talk about spoilers. It's not to do your podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. no... <laughs> Yeah, so there are some spoilers. I'll put that in the uh, comments. But uh, yeah, so uh, Essex refers to Mr. Sinister. Okay. Who, I'll pull up a picture and you'll be like, oh, I, I sort of remember that guy from the cartoon series. He made no sense. <laughs> I remember a Toad was a guy in the cartoons. I think. Remember the Juggernaut? He was a big deal on the internet for a while. Okay, there you go. Yeah! Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, the most glam rock supervillain. <laughs> uh, he's a evil geneticist, and from what they've been saying about the uh, third Wolverine movie, there's apparently going to be the female clone of Wolverine, and also he's just a general guy who makes lots of uh, weird people. Yeah, so at the end when they were like, when they had the test tubes, I was like, oh, they're gonna do something like that. Mm-hmm. Stuff's gonna happen. What did you Pretty think? Much. So what did you think of Apocalypse in this? Because I have no reference at all, apart from what we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was interesting enough. Mm-hmm. Like, Apocalypse is one of those characters who is... Overly complicated for what he should be. I think here they did a good job of streamlining him. But he's never been a character who has a lot of depth. It's pretty much, oh, I'm really, really strong. And I believe in survival of the fittest. Mm -hmm. And he's usually better as a person who's assembling the teams of uh, horsemen. Or as the person who has to be taken down. Himself, he's not super interesting. So I, I thought... Oscar Isaac did a solid job as Apocalypse. Mm. Was it, I think it was about Apocalypse. I was reading that the director told him how to act in like terms of Skeletor. Like, okay, now do a half Skeletor. Okay, now go full Skeletor. Right? That was about this, right? And I thought that was hysterical. Yeah, and he wasn't really... I was expecting a more... Na- I wanted more... Uh, so I go into it thinking I'm going to have Oscar Isaac as like a crazy Skeletor villain. And he was really good. He's intimidating, but he just sort of... And I mean, I could kind of tell it was him just from his face and stuff, but there was... Like, he's such a great actor. Mm-hmm. That, uh, not, not my, my complaint. Not on my Rotten Tomatoes review, if I have one. Not enough Skeletor. Documents. <laughs> uh, I also thought the uh, new guy playing Cyclops, uh, Ty Sheridan, did a really good job. Like, yeah. you saw that change in him from being, like, this kid who's really happy... And he's happy he's got his, like, brother around, and then he doesn't have his brother around. I was not expecting to see uh, Havoc, who had been in first class, to uh, make a reappearance. Yeah, I barely even remembered him. He, if at all. He, he looked really, really different. Yeah, Sophie Turner, who... Did you watch Game of Thrones? 
Yeah, I've seen some of it, enough to recognize her. Yeah, yeah, like, it's neat that she's playing a character who has a lot more agency. Oh, speaking of agency, they did a good job of pointing out how much of an asshole Professor Xavier is, which is important. Oh, for, for which part? Like, for him having wiped out a Moira McTaggart's mind and... Yeah, just, like, playing God. Yeah, and, like, he's totally fine going into people's minds without their permission, and, like, mm-hmm. he, he is a asshole, and they didn't really <laughs> hide away from that. Yeah. He apologizes. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry, I thought it was better for you. It's like, well, it's not your decision to make, dude. Yeah. You got you made her go through, like, a divorce. And not <laughs> All this. I did think it was weird. Or to me, it was like a weird juxtaposition. Because parts of this movie are silly. Like, Stanley... Like, Stanley totally took me out of the um, the that, the scene he was in. And then it's like the whole scene in Auschwitz. I mean, it's like, Magneto's a great character, but like having a scene in a superhero movie... Taking the gravity of the historical thing like that... Oh, they've like, had that. They've had that, like, the very first movie. Like, that's how they started it out. Yeah. They use some of the scenes where it's like Magneto as a child. Yeah, I remembered like being... that. I forgot it had to do with Auschwitz. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get what you mean, but like mm-hmm. having him be a Holocaust survivor is one of the things that made him a more well-rounded character, which like without these movies, he would, or without that sort of growth, he would just be another scenery-chewing villain. Yeah. And I appreciate that, and I don't mind it. I mean, also, I'm not Jewish. I don't really have a right to, to be, you know, whatever. But just the, just the, I think it was the visual of, like, the barbed wire and stuff. I was like, ooh, this is a little heavy. Yeah. Well, the thing that kept taking me out of the Magneto scenes was that weird, like, gap he has in his mustache. <laughs> I didn't notice. It just kept pulling my eyes away. <laughs> just staring at Fassbender's weird mustache. Yes. So much for his wife and kid. They lasted about ten minutes. Yeah, but her his daughter summoned the Eagles of Death Metal. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I liked his daughter for the whole her two minutes of screen time before she died, so that he could be sad. Mm-hmm. Sad Nito. Sad, sad Nito and his dead Polish family. R.I.P. Yep. I think the big, like, the big disappointment for me was definitely Psylocke, the uh, other horseman with the laser or with the psychic sword. Yeah. Like, she had almost no development, and... She didn't, did she even say more than, like... Did she even say anything, or just a few words? Like... She said a few lines when uh, Mystique was picking up Nightcrawler, but it's like she's a also-ran candidate, like the uh, Caliban who was there mm-hmm. in the same scene. Like, he stole those scenes away. He was great. I was like, no, don't kill him, he's fun. Mm-hmm. I like his weird eyes. The actor has alopecia. Oh, he actually has it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, He was also in uh, Snowpiercer. Oh, is he the one whose arm gets messed up? Or who is he in Snowpiercer? I don't remember his character in Snowpiercer. Okay, I've seen (laughs) Snowpiercer like a bunch of times. Oh, that's cool. I love that movie. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, overall, I think it was an enjoyable movie. I do wish that uh, Jubilee had more parts. Which one is Jubilee? She's the uh, Asian girl in the yellow coat and... Mm -hmm. Like, she was in a bunch of the, like, extra stuff surrounding. Like, they made this uh, whole 80s-style recruitment, or this whole 80s-style advertisement for the school. Oh, that's cool. And she was, like, in a bunch of that extra stuff, but she wasn't really in the movie at all. 
which was sad because Jubilee's awesome. Yeah, I liked her, although she didn't really do anything. She stood yeah. around and looked very 80s. But sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> well, and then there was also uh, Angel slash Archangel, who, his hair distracted me weirdly. The super 80s hair? Yeah. It was distracting to me, too. <laughs> and he got, like, so mad at Nightcrawler, it's like, well, you had this... He, well, he didn't want to hurt you, dude. Yeah. Not his fault. Those uh, wing spikes that were really weird. Is that not like a thing? Not really. Mm -hmm. Like having pointy bits at the end of the wings to kill with. Mm -hmm. Like the little raptor claw looking things on his the first yeah, set of like, wings. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. They're just carving people up with it. That seems really like cumbersome. A cumbersome way. I mean, I'm sure they're powerful, but like having to contort your wings to mm -hmm. like trying to fly and stuff. Though, uh, speaking of people who who were in scenes with uh, Angel, uh, I liked the new Nightcrawler a lot. Yeah. With his uh, thriller jacket. <laughs> yeah, I liked his the whole design and the actor and the whole vibe of the character a lot. Mm -hmm. He's definitely a lot more fun to be around than like the one from the uh, second movie. Mm -hmm. It's not a perfect movie, but it's not like Batman vs. Superman bad, or even as bad as some of the ratings like make it seem. Yeah, I would definitely... I had fun with it. I would definitely recommend it. Or, or even just recommend watching certain scenes on YouTube. Because right, I feel like at least 20 minutes could be cut from this movie without it losing yeah. very much. Because it's like two and a half hours. How long? It's like two hours? Uh, it is it 144 long. minutes, so yeah. yeah, just over, or a bit over two hours. Yeah, like, the stuff in, uh, Canada, just so they could bring in, uh, Wolverine was not really useful. Yeah, really, you could cut all of that. Not that uh -huh. you didn't necessarily have to, or cut it down a lot, or just, it doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't really have a point. Or you could have used that for more specific character development, or... Yeah, it was a lot of, uh... Well, we need to put Wolverine in the movie for reasons, and we need to have a third act. Yeah. But it's like, Stryker comes out of nowhere. They really didn't build him up as a person who should be coming after the X-Men at all. No, he's just a dude. Yep. And I don't think they really named him that much or really established who he was for people unfamiliar, so... Yeah, I mostly remembered his name because someone next to me in the theater was like, Stryker! I was like, oh, that's important. I, I also wish that they had had an actor who uh, played Ronald Reagan in the movie just so you could have a Reagan <laughs> look alike. I know, there was a lot of Reagan. Like, a lot. I was like, when was the last time I watched the movie with this much Ronald Reagan face? Mm -hmm. and it's like, it's like, it's the 80s, we gotta establish that it's the 80s. So let's have the song Sweet Dreams and let's have Atari. I, I did like the little Atari shirt that Quicksilver had and stuff. I just liked him a lot. Oh, yeah, and I liked how most of the time he was wearing a uh, Rush t-shirt. Yeah. Because he runs really fast. It's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he and him having more of a uh, significance to the plot and having more of an emotional, you know, and a bigger part in the fight and stuff was great. Mm -hmm. I like him a lot. I, I do not like, I don't know if I had the same feelings before, but Jennifer Lawrence is just boring. Yeah, I... I don't dislike, necessarily dislike her generally, but oh my gosh, she just has the same face. Like, I really feel that she's doing these movies because she's stuck in them. Mm -hmm. Like, I 
Like, Mystique has never been this big of a part of the X-Men. And, like, even the comics, she's still not this big of a part. And mm-hmm. she's not as, like, ambiguous as a good or bad person. Like, uh, the guy who I'm writing comics for, uh, we had this discussion because he absolutely hates her character. And it's like, <laughs> like he really wanted her to be blue more often. It's like, well, they sort of had reasons for it in the movie. But it's just like, I don't know, Jennifer Lawrence, make your money. Continue to do what you want to do. I I can't really do anything against it. She was just even blue or like human looking. It's that same flat look. And it's like that works in Hunger Games, wherever you're sad and you're like being attacked. But in this, especially with the people that were around her, and then like Fassbender, his performance, like when his family dies, is like really, really solid. And I forget the day, the guy who plays Charles is great. Yeah, James McAvoy. Like he's they're they're they they are the like the two like the same way Robert Downey Jr. holds up so many of the oh. MCU movies. Like they are the and then like compared to them, Jennifer Lawrence just sort of walking around. Yeah. Yeah, she did not. Uh... I'm still waiting for Xavier and Magneto to have sex in the movies. <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of people who would really appreciate that if that were to happen. I can only I can already see all the fan fiction that this movie is going to spawn. Well, I mean, it's been spawned since that first one. I mean, that first one was pretty much a bromance. Yeah. But it, it's such a weird universe that they've set up, and uh, I'm I'm interested to see where they're going. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I've heard I've heard they want to do like space stuff, which would be awesome. But they've tackled most of the big enemies, so you'll be interested. And it's like, I mean, they could always focus more on the tension between Magneto and Xavier, but at the same, they sort of like, they're pal, they're super pals. That they, yeah. They're very, like, there's no tension or anything at the end of this between them. It, it keeps happening. It's like every movie, it's, hey, we're, we're angry at each other. And then, oh, I guess we're back together. And then we're, we're going to go our own separate ways for right now. And it just keeps happening again and again and again. Magneto gets mad. More like Mad Nito, not <laughs> Sad Nito. Yeah, just oscillating between Mad Nito and Sad Nito. That's all he. That's all he knows. Well, that and now I think he's going to be horribly afraid of arrows. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling the Cinebasins guy is going to be like, ah, uh, if you accidentally launched an, ar- if you accidentally shot an arrow, it would probably not go through two people. This idiot. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I can only imagine the kind of stuff. Did you see the... Because there are a couple people who are doing like takedown videos. Oh, I love those takedown videos. The Did you see the British guy's ones? He oh. did one for their Mad Max video that is hysterical. No, I have not. Uh, it's, I'll, I'll link it to you after. It's really, really funny. I recommend anyone to watch it. Because he does more stuff with like editing. Like mm-hmm. using... Like reusing clips to like prove a point. But the, the uh, I guess, American guy who does them, the one where he's pointing out, like, really bad CGI mistakes in uh-huh. Ultron that I didn't... It's, like, the fact that you'll make up stuff to pick apart in these movies, but then you'll miss, like, someone's hand is in the totally wrong place or, like, or their eyes aren't looking in the right direction and stuff like I'm, that, which is actually, like, a more, you know... I really love the uh, line where he was pointing out the uh, really weird posters in the back and it's like... Do I want to get bread, or am I going to the disco tonight, or whatever <laughs> yeah. it was? The jazz thing, jazz, jazz, jazz. Yeah, that was really funny. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm surprised that. I mean, I think some of it is just superhero fatigue, and this doesn't feel that different from the other mm-hmm. movies in the same series. But I, I definitely had a. I don't know if I would want to go out and see it again. But I mean, the last movie I saw was the Jungle Book movie, and I like this. This was a lot more entertaining than that. Not that it was awful, but this is like. Oh, no, no, I agree. Like fun. this movie had fun and life to it. Yeah. I, I felt that, like, Jungle Book was just really stoic. And... King Louie was scary. King Louie messed me up in that Jungle Book movie. He's really scary. I'm like, oh, Christopher Walken is King Louie. That's cool. Then he's a giant, horrifying, like, super... Super orangutan. Yeah, he he freaked me. He was scarier than Shere Khan. I was just like, ah. Oh, I did oh not care for Jungle Book at all. Like, I saw that Thursday night when it released, and it's like, mm-hmm. ah. I got bored during, and it was, it felt really, they're like, you can't use your tricks. I'm like, this is stupid. Let him do human stuff, because I get the wolves not wanting him to do this stuff. We're not talking, this has nothing to do with X-Men, I guess, but I, I was just, it felt so annoying when they're like, you can't do that. I'm like, just let him do it. Yeah, Let him do it. Let him use the coconut. (laughs) Yeah. Then why can't the elephants talk? It doesn't make any sense that the elephants are these weird... Yeah, and then at the end, he doesn't end up with the humans. It's like that stupid Pan movie where, he, where like Peter Pan and Captain Hook were not enemies at the goddamn end. Oh, that's stupid. I, I'm never going to watch that. I saw stupid. it for free on a Saturday morning, and it made some of the weirdest choices that I've seen in a movie. If you haven't seen The Nice Guys, I'd say see The Nice Guys before seeing X-Men. Yeah, absolutely. Give your money to. I, I mean, Quicksilver's great, and they're so good, but The Nice Guys is so much fun, especially if you can somehow find a packed out theater. I don't know if there's been a packed out theater for this. Everyone I've talked to is like, there were 10 people there, but we all loved it. Mm-hmm. Which sucks, yeah. That not yeah. enough people. That um, the Angry Birds movie is beating it in the box office. Goddamn Angry Birds. <laughs> the uh, racist Angry Birds. Yeah, movie. the racist Angry Birds. Everything I've read about it on like both sides, like both sides of the political spectrum, are like, yeah, it's a really anti-immigrant, like weird. Whether people think that's like great or awful, that's the whole re- the, uh, repeated reading. I was, I was like, oh my god, weird Finnish <laughs> people making this racist, Islamophobic movie about birds. That peed in the water, and you got Shane Black doing an awesome, doing something really, really fun, really special that nobody <sighs> goes and sees it. And Ryan Gosling is great at physical comedy oh, too. Um, he was really funny. I mean, Russell Crowe is good in it too, and the, whoever the girl is is pretty. The thirteen-year-old uh, Ryan Gosling's daughter in the movie is good. Yeah, um, that that movie was so dang fun. It was really, I busted out laughing so many times that 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 was really, like, a good theater experience. Okay, Uh, Multiverse Q is a weekly podcast. Uh, If you want to know more about Apocalypse, we recently did a five-part Ken Burns uh, Age of Apocalypse special. And uh, I think I've finally gotten all of the... uh, bad audio out of it that had been left in so thank you to people who commented and let me know about that but you can find that out at uh, multiversalq.com we're also on twitter facebook uh mz and a bunch of other stuff uh we also do have a patreon which now has a patreon backer <laughs> thank you shannon oh no problem and uh you get bonus content which uh if you want to hear me singing 
that that's probably what you're going to get a lot and you'll probably get some level of conversation that we had in this that did not make enough of a relevant point <laughs> and uh you can find me on twitter at at coltreg that's k-l-l-t-r-e-g where can people find you shannon they can find me at Plenty of Alcoves and also at Strucci Movies. That's S-T-R-U-C-C-I. And if you go on YouTube and you type in So You Want to Be a Film Nerd, you can find my web series and some other video essays I've done on like film and media, video games, stuff like that. And you can also support her on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Also, I have a small part in the documentary that you did, a very small part. Yes. A little voice acting. You were a uh, blink. Mm-hmm. Who was in uh, Days of Future Past for a very, very short part. <laughs> um, yeah, and then my normal co-host is Devin, who is at Fred Fett, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. Well, uh, thank you again for doing this, uh, and I'll see you the next time that we're going to be talking movies or the next time I get around to doing a role-playing game. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you very much. Peace.